Uh, my name is Kyle Roach. Welcome to uh, ARV201. We're going to talk about uh, digital concierges built with Amazon Sumerian. Uh, it's going to be a pretty hands-on session. We're going to basically do um, a couple slides just to kick off an overview of what Sumerian is, why we built the product, what that specific feature set is um, called Sumerian Hosts. And then we're basically just going to build demos live uh, for the second half of the session. I'm here with uh, Jake Smeester, who's a creative uh, specialist for Amazon Sumerian. Um, we do live stream once a week, um, so you can find us on Twitch, you can find us on YouTube. Um, we have something like 100 tutorials on the Amazon Sumerian doc site. Uh, so anything that you can't follow along with today, um, you can go back and kind of reference some of the content there. So, so let's get started. So that's us. All right, so um, like I said, we're going to go through the overview. We're going to talk about Sumerian hosts, and then we'll go through the demos. All right, so what is Amazon Sumerian? So we launched Amazon Sumerian last year at uh, Midnight Madness. So we were the first launch of reInvent last year. We launched in preview, uh, and then we went GA uh, later this summer. So it's still a relatively new product, and it's built on a stack of basically emerging technology. So Amazon Sumerian is an in-browser 3D game engine um, focused on, the, I think it skipped a, sorry. There's a video on this slide. I don't know if, nope. There's not a video on this slide. All right, well, we're going to demo it, so let's pretend there's a video on this slide that shows you an in-browser 3D engine. Uh, we'll, we'll go through it live, so I'll, uh, don't worry about this. I guess it for, for the second. There, there's a host that's uh, doing, doing nothing because the video is not, not actually loading. But anyways, okay, so in-browser engine, you can drag and drop any of your 3D assets uh, into the browser. We convert them. We move them into a 3D canvas. You can lay out your scene by just dragging and dropping, moving uh, the 3D textures around, the 3D scene around. Um, and then we have a visual state machine, so you can basically drag and drop your way to add logic to your scene. Um, if you want to dive deeper, uh, it's just JavaScript, so it's all technologies that people are familiar with. It's really targeting at uh, web and mobile developers that are getting pushed into immersive technology, uh, just sort of naturally, like adding immersion is kind of a common theme to uh, pretty much every type of application today. Okay, so the other art's starting to come in, that's good. Um, so Sumerian's a little bit different too because of our cloud-first approach to, uh, to 3D assets. This has actually been a, a really challenging thing that customers have told us when they're getting started for the first time uh, in game dev in general or in, in 3D uh, application development. Like, what, what do I put in my scene? How do I get this type of artwork? Um, is, is kind of a, a challenge for, for developers in general. So what we've done is we've partnered with our, our friends over at Amazon.com. Um, we have tens of thousands of um, everyday objects that are being modeled and moved into Sumerian's asset library. So you can use them in your scenes royalty-free. Uh, we also have a set of other kind of pre-built scenes for like uh, you know, warehouses and conference rooms. And um, there's a couple new ones that are coming out that are kind of fun this week. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can use to kind of quickly get started. This is also where you'll find the host. So any kind of first-party asset that we build that has extra functionality will be in the same asset library. So Sumerian scenes are tightly coupled basically with a bunch of different AWS services. So we ship every scene when you hit publish. Um, it, it ships with the JavaScript SDK, so you can reach back uh, into the cloud core and kind of talk to any of your backend uh, services. So it's super quick to hook things up like, I want to build a 3D scene on top of my IoT platform, or I want to build a 3D scene on top of you know, AI, which is basically where we're going to focus the, the services today. So Sumerian, when you do build your 3D scene, kind of the, the main value proposition is that we cut down the barrier for deployment. So like if you're building with a game engine and you're targeting you know, a Vive and an Oculus uh, Rift and the Oculus Go and you still want to hit mobile and desktop and web, you have to build the same thing over and over and over again and then distribute it through different um, app stores, different distribution channels. So Sumerian is built on what's, what's called WebXR. Uh, so WebXR lets us deploy a scene basically with nothing more than a URL. So you build everything in the browser, you deploy it, your customers open a URL, and then they're, they're able to just dive right in. So if you have an Oculus set up, 
you know, you open the web page, you click this little uh, button that looks like VR goggles, and you can just jump right into the scene. There's nothing more to do than that. So customers today, I'm going to talk about three different use cases, and then we'll go into Sumerian hosts, and then we'll get into the demos. Uh, so one of the, the bigger use cases that we're seeing is basically, you know, it, there's a couple kind of themes. Anything that's safer to do in VR than it is in real life is a really good candidate for uh, virtual reality. So we're seeing, you know, surgical testing and training, heavy machinery training, um, how do I operate big, large robots on the factory floor? Those are good use cases. Also, in, anytime you're working around a physical product, so you could be designing you know, something like a sneaker, or you could be designing uh, the next layout of you know, your coffee store or you know, your shoe store or something like that. So uh, typically, these things are done like a bunch of different people in different locations looking at screens on a conference call. You know, they're sending builds, you know, 3D builds out, maybe you know, tooling around in Autodesk or something like that. But to get that kind of you know, that space, you know, that immersive sort of feel, you really want to be in VR, look around, or you're in the empty building itself and you want to use maybe your phone or a headset to kind of visualize where, you know, where the furniture might be placed and the, the scale it is uh, in the room. So, so WebXR has been a, a really great candidate for that type of workload as well, and it's super quick to, to deploy and to iterate. Secondly, we've been talking to customers about how do you quickly add you know, small pieces of value on top of existing workloads. So IoT seems to be a, a really great low-hanging fruit sort of candidate for this, you know, especially if you're connected to AWS IT, IoT already. You have your machines connected. They're already pubbing and subbing to the, to the cloud. You, know, you have your rules set up. So to take a subscriber and put it into a website and then build visualization on top of that is almost trivial at that point. So you can do things like quickly you know, visualize your alarms and you know, put graphs on top of, your, uh, top of your machines and things like that with, with very minimal effort. And again, it's deployed with just a URL. You can open it on any sort of device, including uh, mobile. So this is a, a great workload for Sumerian as well. So I'm going to talk about a demo that uh, launched today um, for the new Spider-Man movie. There's a couple interesting things here. This is a little off topic from uh, Enterprise uh, AR, but some of the things you'll see in this video is um, basically Sony wanted to distribute uh, an app experience without any sort of download. So using just the browser, you can open up um, you can open up basically their, their QR code. I brought a bunch of markers for you guys to take with you if you want to try this out later. Um, we have a partner SDK called uh, Eighth Wall that does surface detection using, through the camera in the mobile browser. So it'll grab the top of the table or the top of the floor or the stage or wherever you want to point it. And then it'll open up a portal. Spider-Man will drop out and it'll kind of do a little thing. You can take a picture with them or whatever. So this launched as part of the new movie. So about a 45 second oh, video. Are we, are we able to click play from back there? All right, I'll, I'll still go back to it on my laptop then. It's cool. Um, so, okay, we'll, uh, we'll figure that one out in a second too. That's actually, it's a really great experience because you can see the surface detection. You can see the shadows are coming in from the light and like, uh, you know, the whole scene is outside the view of the camera. So it gets, you know, it gets a lot of movement on, on the tracking too. So, so I'll, I'll just run that from my laptop somewhere in the demo. I'm gonna kind of speed through these slides since they're not working out so well for me so far. All right, so um, we talked a little bit about the integration with um, Amazon's services in the background. So we've done, we've done a bunch of special stuff around the, uh, the AI set of, of uh, services specifically. So some of the first things we learned when you know, we started watching customers in VR is you know, their, their eyes are occluded, their hands are busy, you know, typing, gathering input, listening to the user is, is super complicated just by default. So voice sort of emerged quickly as this natural medium for interaction. And then also, like, one of the first use cases we saw was basically deploying 3D scenes to menu boards and welcome signage and, you know, like a concierge-type application. And maybe this is a, you know, a welcome in a lobby or a bank or something like that. 
So this ability to recognize drive context and sentiment and talk to a user became super, super important. So we wrapped all these different services uh, into what we call Sumerian Host. Uh, the, another video that's not here. So. Uh, but we're going to demo this one, so that one's also OK. So, okay, so Sumerian Host are 3D characters. I'm just going to show you a bunch of them. They're 3D characters that are built on top of uh, Lex, Poly, and the rest of the AI services. So um, these are free to use. Uh, you can use them in any of your Sumerian scenes. You just pay what you would normally pay for Lex and Poly. Uh, so they can speak any of the languages um, that are supported. And some of the stuff we've done is we've, we've, we've taken the, the speech output from Poly. Uh, we analyze the speech mark data and the timing. And all the hosts will lip sync. Um, and they'll auto gesture and, and emote um, with kind of an appropriate phrasing on top of your audio stream. So all of this is done at runtime on the fly. So you can build basically a, an intelligent host that can talk to you. You can use Amazon recognition to you know, recognize who you're talking to. I'll show you how to do what's called a point of interest system where the host can pay attention to a point in 3D space. So if you did deploy them to like a TV with a camera on top, they can maintain eye contact and move around as the user in front of them moves. So you can do all this with just your browser in a couple minutes. And uh, you drive all the speech just by text. So uh, with you know, pretty much no code at all. So, and then, uh, great. So why don't we move to the demo? I'm gonna just ditch the slides here. We'll, show, we'll close up with Spider-Man maybe at the end, so. Okay, all right, so this is Amazon Sumerian. So uh, we are available in every single public region, so if you open your console, you can get to, um, this, to the IDE basically from anywhere. Uh, this is the dashboard, so you'll see basically all of your shared projects and some templates to get you started. Um, you know, typically, we use this default lighting template. This basically sets the stage up with some lights so that you know, anything you, you add in by default, you'll be able to see it. Otherwise, you have this kind of dark scene and then you have to mess around with the lighting. So it's a quicker way to, to get a couple things done. So this particular um, scene that I'm gonna mess with is just the default lighting template and I dropped a square in there, so, or cube. This is just to get us started. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, show a couple of things. Cool, okay. So um, as we do this, I'm gonna deploy it uh, to a link. It's just uh, the number two uh, dot Cairo, K-Y-R-O dot link. So if anybody wants to like, kind, of, kind of see it on their phone, it'll work better in landscape mode. And then when we start to get into the audio and the host, it'll be kind of fun because we'll be able to hear everyone's uh, speakers. So if you do want to follow along, that could be, that could be interesting. Uh, it's, so it's, here, I'll just type it right here. So it's 2.cairo.link, L-I-N-K, which, let me see, that doesn't help. Um, okay, yeah, so I'll go we'll go through that a couple times. Um, so I'm basically just gonna, I'll keep publishing it, and then as we iterate, we'll, we'll mess around with that. So at the top of your scenes, um, there's a couple things that we have to kind of just understand what's going on underneath to see how quick, like why this is so quick to work. Uh, so we have, we have basically CloudFormation templates that help you set up um, access control from your scene uh, to your own backend. So if you imagine deploying something, basically this is a, gonna be a 3D website, so you wanna be able to authenticate your users, recognize who they are, and then make sure that they route back to appropriate credentials in the background. Um, so you basically do that through Amazon Cognito, so it's super easy to set up. But um, every scene at the top level will take a Cognito ID. You just kind of plug it in right there. And then when you publish it, we'll respect that and use it throughout the, the rest of the chain. So um, one more thing I'm doing here with these scenes when we're deploying, one of the reasons I can scene name it, and you can actually turn off, on, and off, is I'm wrapping our, uh, this scene in what's called AWS Amplify. So if anyone's seen that before, it's a tool chain to really de deploy quickly based, you know, Angular and React sites uh, with an entire serverless backend. With one command, you can add just basically off to your scene uh, and publish it. And we take care of all the, all the backend scaffolding too. So, you know, at that point, you're, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, you have a, 
username password protected serverless site you know, with React and a 3D scene inside of it, and all kind of set up with, with no code so far. So all, all that was kind of, I did the scaffolding ahead of this just so we can concentrate on hosts. Okay, so when I add things to the scene, you know, so I have this kind of like 3D canvas here. If you've, if you've never worked in 3D before, this is kind of the first area you want to spend a half hour. We see that in the tutorials where that, that's just a kind of a big cognitive adjustment from going from like 2D web design to, to 3D sort of uh, layouts. So that's, you know, we have a lot of tutorials on how to, you know, do the, do the mouse and the zooming and things like that. Um, but it's a full 3D editor, so if you've, you know, worked in one of these tools before, it'll be very familiar. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to import um, basically an asset. Cool. So in the import asset library, we basically have um, all the different things that we provide uh, for you to use to get started. So it's everything from like materials, like I can take, you know, take that cube that we made and stretch it out really, really wide and really narrow and make it into a floor. So we'll give you like concrete and aluminum and wood and, you know, things that you can use to texture the walls. So it's, it's pretty simple to kind of build out an entire scene. We're going to concentrate on the host today. So I'm going to use Maya, who's one of our uh, hosts that we released this week. Is anybody able to actually go see the box? Are people going to follow along? Okay, cool. At least a couple. The audio will be more fun if there's more phones going. So, Okay, so, my, so in the bottom left here, let me see. I'm going to make this a little bit bigger. Uh, this is kind of the assets that we're working with within this project. So when I imported that asset, it's not yet in the scene, but it's in our project. So, so we just have to basically take, take her from here and then drag her into the scene. All right, so I'll go ahead and delete this box. And then we'll focus on Maya. Cool. So there's our host. Um, so, so far now, I mean, a couple, what, three clicks, we have a, a 3D character in a scene that we can start to use. So if I hit play, she'll, she'll basically do nothing. Um, she'll kind of just sit there. But you can start to see some of the stuff that we do by default. So we have, you know, idle movements um, and kind of these, these postures where they, they'll breathe and they'll move, you know, sway a little bit naturally so that they're not you know, basically stoic. If you've ever you know, messed around with 3D characters before, they get they, what's called a T-pose by default, and then they're, they're basically stuck like a scarecrow until you animate them. So all the default idle animations come with, come with the hosts themselves. So I'm gonna go ahead and stop this. All right, so let's make her do something here. So, all right, so I'm gonna click on the host, um, and I'm gonna go to the bottom over here, and I'm gonna add basically um, what's called a state machine. And then I'm going to add a behavior. So this basically dictates, you know, what do we want this host to do um, in response to different events. So for this particular um, demo, we're going to take our first state. We're going to add an action. Um, and the actions are basically all the things that we know how to do by default. There's a scripting action, too. So if you want to go into the engine and, you know, key off of, like, a change in GraphQL, you know, your back end or, you know, something that came over a WebSocket or something like that, you can just do that with JavaScript and add the JavaScript node. Uh, to, to the visual state machine there and use those in your workflow. In this particular case, we're just going to do a uh, key down. Um, actually, you know, let's do, let's do mouse touch. This will work on the phone better. All right, and then for the state two, which is basically what happens when we react to this first state, we're going to have the host start to speak. Actually, you know what? I think I have to make the speech first. That'll make more sense. Okay, so I, I didn't actually make a speech, so that's going to that's going to drive the difference there. Um, cool. So we're going to make a speech file. And this is kind of how easy it is to get this done. So we have this first speech file. We're going to say, like, uh, hello. Um, 
Can we see this? My name is Maya. I'm a Sumerian host. All right. So you notice this is just text. Uh, so I'm going to basically create what's called a gesture map. Uh, this will basically map a bunch of known phrases to gestures. And you can customize this yourself. So if you want her to behave differently based on different words that you see uh, in the speech pattern, you can change all that in your own. Actually, in the SSML that you send to Polly, um, you can overload a bunch of functions there too. That's a little bit more kind of advanced than we're going to go through in this class. But you can do things like um, you know, key events in the scene based on what's happening inside the speech. So it's pretty cool too. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, click this button here that says, actually, well, let's play it first once, and then we'll, we'll go back and do the auto gesturing. So, All right, so we're back to here. I'm going to wire in the uh, left mouse down to the state, which is going to be play speech. And then we're going to pick the speech that we just created, which is creatively called speech. So there we go. So this is basically, that's it to create the logic in the scene. So now we've, we've dragged the left click uh, or left mouse button over to here. Uh, it'll play the speech. And then when the speech ends, it'll go back and wait for more input so that you can tie more, more things to this. OK, so we're doing play. All right. Hello, my name is Maya. I'm a Sumerian host. So there, there you go. So that works. Um, let me just kind of zoom in a little bit more. So you can see if, as I move around, she's actually not paying attention to uh, where we are in 3D space. Hello, my name is Maya. I'm a Sumerian host. Can you see the lip syncing OK? From the, OK, cool. All right, so, um, so she's kind of deadpan straight ahead, right? So she doesn't really know what she's supposed to be looking at. So there's a couple, couple things we can do here. You also notice that she's not really doing anything like, uh, interesting when she's talking. Um, so we're going to do a couple quick things. We're going to basically um, tie her to uh, the gesture map that we made. By clicking this button, this will go ahead and go through that speech file. And it'll mark it up with um, uh, basically gesture marks. So you see the text that we have now turned into basically SSML that we know how to do things with. Um, and then we're going to give her what's called a point of interest system. So this is, this is kind of interesting. This is what you would do if you wanted to deploy her on a screen and have her pay attention to a certain uh, point in 3D space. Um, you basically give it a look at entity. And for this, for this demo, I'm going to tell her to point to the default camera for now. And then we'll switch that in a second. And if we play this again, we'll have the same demo. Thank you. Oops, did I click play? OK. But if I move around like this, she's actually following. So there's a, there's a lot of animation layers that are actually involved here. And you, know, you can go through some of our talks last year. We, we broke down all the different layers, all the way from the, the eyeballs through to the, the neck and shoulder movement. But it's pretty complicated. So she'll naturally kind of move and follow the user around. And if we Hello, my name is so Maya. The, the I'm a Sumerian right host. So you can see she, she naturally gestured. When she said hi, she knew, she knew how to wave. So you can do things like, you know, this is a really big, you know, big crowd or a small crowd, I don't know. But like, uh, you can give her kind of gestures that, that, are, that are interesting there, too. Um, and we've just released a feature called Animations as an Asset. So um, you can actually add your own animations to systems, too. So there'll be a little bit of programming work there. And we're covering tutorials for that in the next couple of weeks. But uh, you'll be able to kind of add your own interesting stuff to that as well. All right, so let's try something interesting. And if you guys can follow along, um, maybe it'll be kind of fun. I don't know. So uh, I was going to do this. 
and then deploy it. So if I go back to my speech, let's see if we can get her to do row your boat. And then the more phones we have, the kind of the more interesting this will be. If it's just me and you, then I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But um, so I'm going to publish it um, to the same link. So you see how quick it is to kind of deploy an app too. Uh, one quick note here. Uh, so if you want to publish it publicly with no security or anything and just get a URL, you can totally do that. Um, I have this one set to publish privately. Um, I've taken the authentication off, uh, whoops, but it uses, um, uses uh, AWS Amplify to wrap the site. So it's basically a React site that we're hosting. So. Let me just check, make sure that one went out. I might have the camera in a weird spot. Sorry, I'm just gonna try to move this thing around. Actually, I wonder if I lost my connection when I did that earlier. Oh yeah. All right, back up one second and then we'll, we'll try this one more time. Okay. So I'm gonna set this one to my main camera. So this particular camera I'm using, I have two cameras in this scene. One's the default camera. Uh, which is the one that comes with it. And then I have this other one um, called the multi-camera. I just made this one. This is a script that we provide. Uh, it's basically a magic window type script. Um, so as you move your phone around, it ties the IMU data to where your phone's um, positioning. So you'll be able to kind of look around the scene a little bit better. It's, it makes for a more interesting demo. You'll, you'll be able to kind of look like this and then it'll move the camera in 3D space. Okay, and then we have to do one more thing. Um, because I'm using a left mouse here and you guys are gonna be on your phones, hopefully, we have to just add the touch event. So I'm gonna go over here and just do untouch start. And I'm gonna tie that to the speech as well. Save it, and then we'll publish. Okay, let's give it a shot. Actually, I don't even have a phone. Can you see it? It did not. Hmm. No? Oh, I got an error in my poly stuff somewhere. All right, well, um, I can work on that while, you're, while we switch. We'll do the Lex demo and then we can try the, I'll publish it from the seat here. We can try it one more time. All right, so we're gonna switch. We're gonna, we're gonna add basically the reverse functionality to the host. Uh, so Jake's gonna go through um, adding Lex, which will give us conversational capabilities. Uh, and then we'll, we'll try to switch back there too. Um, and then we can close with Spider-Man if that's still interesting. Cool. All right, I'll switch that for you. Just hit the second button when you're plugged in. You gotta plug in this first. is HDMI. Okay. Hello, everyone. Thanks for bearing with us as we 
switching around here. Did I hit the right one? I don't think so. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Okay, so virtual concierge, that's the topic of the workshop. And so as Kyle was kind of showing, like, how do you create a basic speech? And you mentioned a little bit about gestures, and there's some gestures there. Um, but how do you expand upon that? Well, some, one thing we can do is integrate Amazon Lex um, with a pre-made chatbot. Well, it doesn't have to be pre-made, but in this case, we, I've already made a chatbot. And so if you, really the way it is, you don't build a chatbot inside Sumerian, you build it in Lex, which is actually a pretty easy to use console. And we do actually have, we recently did a Twitch episode and one of the, the PMs from Lex joined us and actually walked us through that. So if you're brand new to Lex and you're curious how to do that part too, you can find some Lex documentation on our site also. So uh, make sure to check that out on our, on our YouTube channel and also, um, and it's also on the AWS channel as well. So if you create a YouTube, so I'm not gonna be build a Lex bot, but I'll show you a little, some of the components and how it was created um, in a minute. But how do you set it up to begin with? Um, so we're gonna work a little bit backwards. We, I'm gonna already have a published um, Lex bot I'm gonna use, and then we're gonna build it into Sumerian, and then we'll, um, time permitting, we'll look at actual Lex. Okay, so if it's, if it's a virtual concierge you wanna look at, it's probably good to have some sort of a background that kind of looks clean, it looks nice, it looks like a good, um, like a hotel type environment or, or a conference type. So we already, this is not something that is currently available in the import assets. This could be something we could work on though, uh, is just this kind of like an event center type scene. One of our creatives um, built this, put this together and it's a cool scene. Let me show you what it is. So this is really just all background stuff. So this is really nothing to do with, I'm also using my trackpad, which I'm not as used to with Sumerian. So it's just a scene, right? And it has like kind of a concierge, or a, a, like a welcome desk, and there's some other things in there. So we could really use any part of this, but I just wanted to have like a good background uh, for building a concierge. And there we go, I gotta remember that button. All right. So how do you build in a, a bring in a Lexbot? We could start by creating a, uh, using a host and then adding it onto the host. But when you're kind of like testing and just getting going, some of the best practices and best ways to do it is again, just to use a box and then add onto the box. And then you, everything that you build and add to the box, you can transfer over to a host once, you're, once it's up and running. So let's do it like that. So I'm gonna click create entity and then add a box. It does put the, the center of my world is actually over here. And so I will drag it kind of in view, better in view here, and then let's change the material to be something a little more interesting. We'll go another red box. It actually is red. I'm not quite sure why it's not reflecting so much red. Might be some of the, the, the light settings actually, which, which again, I didn't build it, so I'm not quite sure why it's not reflecting red, but red is the color. All right, so let's just use this as kind of a, as a simple object to start adding things to. The first thing we wanna do is add a component, and we wanna bring in the dialogue component. 
And oh, one thing I almost forgot is Kyle mentioned a few times the Cognito Identity Pool ID. This is a step that is often, I did a workshop earlier today and I forgot to do it. It's often skipped, but it's really important because if you're trying to tie Sumerian into any other AWS service, it's a really important piece. So I already have created one and I've made this publicly available too. So if you've been to the other workshops, you've seen this before. And so I just go to the top level entity and under AWS configuration, I just add it in right there. Okay, so we're, we're tied into AWS. Let's start building uh, a, a chatbot. Okay, so I have the box selected. I'm gonna click Add Component, and let's go Dialog Component. And again, I could, I could add this to any of the entities, but having just the boxes is usually easiest. Um, if you've built something in Lex, you will have a name for your bot and then an alias. And the bot, my bot name is Hotel Concierge, I probably could have chosen a better name because concierge can be a little confusing looking. And then version one is the alias name. And the uppercase and lowercase capitalization does matter. It's something to keep in mind, especially with Sumerian. Everything is case sensitive. All right, so that's my bot and it's already been published and we'll look at that in a little bit. So I'm set up, I'm now tied in with the LexBot. Now let's add a component. We need to create a state machine that will actually run this LexBot. And the LexBot, what it is, is it is kind of a virtual concierge that you can ask three different questions. Book me a shuttle, uh, where is a, ho a movie theater? So if you're in a hotel and you're curious where a movie theater was, show me a movie theater, and also room service. And there's a, some limited options of things you can order. Uh, and so that's, that's the bot, that's where we're gonna be looking at. All right, so there's no state machine. I'm gonna click the plus button to add a new behavior. And we're gonna call this the, the chat behavior. It's always good to name your behaviors because when you start adding more and more behaviors, it's confusing when you have behavior one, behavior two, behavior three, behavior four, it gets you get a little bit lost. So it's always best practice to, to name them. I'm going to hide the details just to, so like everything will be seen. And the, the first, another best practice is to set up your scene with an AWS SDK. And then we click add action and we add the AWS I'm just searching for it. I'm finding the AWS SDK um, ready action. And just like it says, it performs a transition when the AWS SDK has been initialized and is ready for use. So essentially, it's, it stands up everything on the service on the other, on outside of Sumerian, stands it up and brings it into Sumerian. We'll click add. And then we need another, I'm gonna hide the, these left two panels. Click add state. We wanna initialize the chat by pressing the space bar. There's a number of different ways you could actually start the conversation, but we'll just do it by pressing the space bar. So I will go to, I'll rename this new state key down, and I'll look for the action, and I'll add action, and look for the action called, no surprise, key down. And in the inspector panel here on the right, I can choose whatever key I want, I'll just make it space bar. All right, I'll add another state. And I'll start, call this one, start recording. I'm gonna add an action, and I'm gonna search for, start, start microphone recording. And then another action, we'll do the key up action. And the flow will be like this. You press down the key, It'll, well, I, let me finish this and it'll be a little bit easier to see. Uh, okay, so 
the AWS SDK, that's because that's set as the initial state when you start the scene, it'll just automatically transition to the key down. It'll wait in the key down state until I press the space bar, and once it does, it'll transition to the start recording. Because start recording is the top level action over here, it'll start, micro start microphone recording. And then as soon as I am go key up, as I left up the key, it'll transition to the next state, which we will make stop recording. So I made a new state, and I'll call it stop recording. I'll add action and search for stop microphone recording. All right. And then after that, we need to send that recording, whatever it recorded our voice to say, uh, we need to send that somewhere and do something with it. So I'm going to click add action, or add state, I'm sorry. And we'll rename this state process with Lex. I will add action, and I'm going to search for the action send audio input to dialog bot. You can also make a text bot in here, and in our documentation, there's a way to type in your answers. So you can make it text-based, too. And so that one would be the send text input to dialog bot. But since this is audio, we'll just keep the audio action. And there's nothing else I really need to do there, except for we need to add one more state, which is Kyle showed this one already, start speech. I will add action and look for that start speech action. But instead of selecting a speech, like Kyle did, we're going to use this checkbox, which is use Lex response. And because we've already, in the dialog component, we added our bot name, which is Hotel Concierge, and the alias, version 1, it already knows which bot to reference. OK, so our state machine is now set up. Now we just need to add transitions so that we, the behavior knows the flow from, to go from which state to the, which, the next state. So at the bottom of each of these states is what we call a transition label. We just drag a transition arrow from one state to the next. And then on this, there's actually three options over here under process lex. We'll go on response ready. So on, there's on processing error and also on Lex configuration error. We don't want that. We just want an on response ready. Go to start speech. And then because we want to keep the conversation going, we're going to transition from start speech back to key down. The AWS SDK, we don't need to repeat that. It's already done. OK. So some of the questions I can ask are, where's a, where's a movie theater? or book me a shuttle, or bring, uh, I'd like to order room service. You can also just say room service, movie theater, or what was the other one, shuttle. And so let's see how this works. Press play, it'll, it'll immediately transition from AWS SDK to key down. You won't even see AWS SDK because it happens in a single frame, and because it's 60 frames per second, it just, you can't, it's, the visuals aren't really there fast enough. Okay, so it's waiting for me to go key down. So I'll press key down and say, book me a shuttle to the airport. I can hear it, actually. I forgot to change my audio, so let's change that. There we go. Let me start that again. Book me a shuttle to the airport. 
I thought I heard something, but now I don't. Let's try the other audio out. I don't know where that was, though. Oh, there it is. Can we switch over to the other audio? It's also getting stuck here. Let me make sure that I have everything set up correctly. Okay. All right, let's try it again. Book me a shuttle to the airport. Yeah, I'm not getting anything. Any help out there for the audio video would be. Let's go with. Let me go to another one. Sorry, which which one were you saying? I just I just tried that one. This is this is the same one. Book me a who that would it's not gonna work. Sorry, can you please repeat that? You could hear that, right? Yeah. Could we, let me try that again. You, was it really quiet? Okay, we're gonna turn that up. Okay. Book me a shuttle to the airport. What day do you want to leave? Wednesday. What time do you want to leave for the airport? 5 p.m. Okay. I have reserved a shuttle for you on the 28th of November 2018 at 1700 hours. Please be in the lobby five minutes prior to this depart time. Is there anything else I can help you with? Movie theater. There are two movie theaters nearby. Is there anything else I can help you with? I'd like to order room service. Okay, would you like breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. Sure. What were you looking to order? Scrambled eggs. Great. I have scrambled eggs for you. Do you want me to complete the order? No. Sorry about that. We can start again. Okay, so there you go. There's the chatbot working. Um, let me let me make sure that there's a there's a chance that I actually didn't get the cognito identity pool ID correctly entered in the other scene. So let's go back to the other scene. And and again, if there's any questions in the middle of this too, I'm totally open to questions midway through. I can't really see though; it's super bright up here. 
Okay, so we'll go back to our other scene. Looked like everything was and fine there. Hotel Concierge version one. Then chat behavior. Let's try this again. Movie theater. I don't know why this one actually isn't working. Start microphone recording. Key up. This seems exactly like the other one. Try one more time. If not, then I'll just go back to the other scene. Movie theater. It's getting stuck there for some reason. Okay, so we'll just have to go back to this other one. All right, so we'll, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna show you how, we're gonna add in a light and stuff to make this a little bit better. Actually, what we can do is just bring in that whole scene If I go to, where was it? Scene bundles. All right, we're just gonna bring in that whole scene to, be, to this one. Now what we wanna do, now that we have a functioning bot, what we wanna do is then transfer all of those things, all of those assets and uh, behaviors onto like a host. So give that a second to load. Okay. Oops, nope. we want to move just the box up and down. Yeah, I don't know what the difference was between these two. Okay, now, so let's add in a host and then we'll show you kind of how to transfer everything over. Let's go with let's go with Fiona, another recently added host. And she's going to show up down here in the assets panel and once she populates down here, what we can do is take that entity, drag it onto our scene and she'll populate really just right next to this box here or box right next Right on the other side, because we moved that a minute ago. Okay, so let's add a component to Fiona, and we'll call it Hotel Concierge. The alias is version one. And we need to add a state machine. And because I already created that state machine over here, I can search for it. Let's make sure I'm getting the right one. Great, so it's just behavior. 
exactly why it's good to name them. So we'll just add that behavior over there. I'll hide the box for it, actually. I'm going to delete. And I'll just delete the box because I actually don't need it anymore. Focus in on Fiona. I'd have to add, probably add a few lights in here to, to make her a little more visible. Let's play it, see how it works. What you can do too is you can add on some conversations before it. So she could start saying like, "Hi, welcome to your hotel concierge. How can I help you?" And then you, and that's something. If we have a few minutes, we can add on to it. Movie theater. There is a Regal movie theater two blocks away at First and Main, or an AMC theater four blocks away at Second and Pine. Is there anything else I can help you with? Book me a shuttle to the airport. What day do you want to leave? Tomorrow. What time do you want to leave for the airport? 1 p.m. Okay. I have reserved a shuttle for you on November 27, 2018 at 1300 hours. Please be in the lobby five minutes prior to this depart time. Is there anything else I can help you with? No. Okay. I have canceled your shuttle reservation. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so then we'll just click stop there. So we wanted to add on to this behavior and have actually give her a speech. Let's just give her a quick speech. We'll add a new speech. And we'll just say, hi, I am Fiona, and I am your hotel concierge. How can I help you today? Click save. Go back to my state, my behavior. I'll open this up. And I need to add in a new state. Oops, not duplicate state, new state. But I really just want to plug in right before the key down part. So I'll do state one, and I'll rename it welcome speech. And I'll add action, start speech, and I'll select. I didn't rename the speech from speech, so it's just called speech. The word speech oftentimes in the UI right now. And I'll just plug that in between the two. And then if I, then before we change that up, let's also, let's go back to Fiona. Under speech, let's add a gesture map. And I'm going to automatically add gestures by clicking this little button here. And if we look at the text editor for the speech, we do have to save it. It added some gestures in here. Like, and it's, going to it's not going to play all of these because some of the, 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 the gestures are going to overlap one another. And because of the speech is like two sentences long, it's probably only going to play one of them. You'd have to like add some breaks in there and, uh, to make it work. Uh, the, way you, the way you want it to work exactly. Uh, and then I'm also going to go into the host component and instead of the gesture hold time being 10 seconds, we'll do it one second. 
Hi, I am Fiona and I'm your hotel concierge. How can I help you today? There we go. And then, of course, I could continue on with the, the concierge interaction with her. But I think you've seen that enough times. Okay. So that is, say, we got about 12 minutes left. I, we could jump into a little bit of the Lex. We can show you how that's done. Um, Kyle, you ready to go or do you want me to show this next thing? Yes, sir. Gestures. Yes. Yeah, so how do you implement them in a, a text bot or a Lexbot? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. Um, we had somebody on Slack asking that question, and I feel like it was somebody had an answer for it. So my answer is, I think we can do it. I just can't remember exactly how. Because I, I, I think you can just add SSML markup, or I'd have to check into that. But um, it's either something that can be done, or it's, I know, a feature that is like almost possible. Yes, sir. That's what it was. Thank you, sir. You solved the problem. I forgot to add the speech component to the box. You get an, you get an extra prize. Sorry, what? Where's the light? Yeah, so it's just, I didn't, I, I could add a light here. It's still playing. Thank you. I was driving me nuts what, what I forgot to do. Nope, not that. We need to add, create a point light. Point light will populate right over here and will probably be too bright. Probably the way these, all these textures, test, textures in this scene are set up is they, re they reflect things really brightly. So that's why you're seeing everything else being very, very bright. The ambient is just is very high. Um, but that's how you would light Fiona. So you can customize, I mean, you could kind of change the settings around, but yeah, that's how you'd see her better. Um, let's just quickly open up uh, the, the Lexbot. So if I go to my dialog and open, up, open AWS console, this will take me straight into Amazon Lex. And I have a list of all these bots down here, and mine was under Hotel Concierge. I'll open that. And let me just, let's just look at the way this is set up. So I have three intents. I have movie theater intent, reserve shuttle, and room service. So movie theater, the prompts or the sample utterance to start off that intent would be movie theater. I was thinking of catching a movie. Where is the closest, uh, the closest theater? I would like to see a movie, whatever. And then, then we have the, where is that? And then there's the response, because there's actually no back and forth. It's just like one answer. The response can be there is a Regal movie theater two blocks away, or there, and then you can you can actually have two different responses and set it up to where it's random which one is picked, or you can add more as well. That's the movie theater. The movie theater is really just like a question and an answer. The reserve shuttle is set up to where you have these sample utterances, and you can you can define pickup time and pickup date in the slots, and there are responses or those there's prompts to answer those uh, to ask for the, that those values and then you can require both of those things so like the pickup date and the pickup time and then in the response or the confirmation prompt um, you can confirm that th this is the shuttle that you want at the certain time and you would add in the pickup date and pickup time so again, I mean, I'm, I'm flying through this, uh, and I realize, so you'd have to probably slow down to actually figure out how to do this um, to customize one for yourself. 
Uh, but then you go to room service, and the same kind of thing is that there's all these different sample utterances that can start that conversation. And then there are different slots, like meal, meal slots, and then an item, which would be like scrambled eggs, meal being like breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then the confirmation prompt would ask for confirmation. And if you decide to say no, you can say, sorry about that. Can we start again? So that's the whole bot. And so you, you create it in Lex. You enter in um, the name of the bot and the version. And then you can pull it into Samaria. Yes, sir. Aggressive. Uh, um, so if, if they say things that aren't part of, that aren't um, values that are possible values, that'll just, you can set it up to where it spits back, sorry, I don't know what you mean. You could also say, sorry, we don't serve grizzly bear, so you'll have to try something else. Again, I mean, and I'm, I'm fairly new to Lex. I have, I've, this is, I've used a lot of their sample bots. Uh, this is one of the first I've created just on my own. So it's, it's cool. I'm kind of getting used to also uh, creating bots. Yes. Kyle wants to answer that question. No, that's a good question. We could ask a lot. Animations after that so that you can stream them into a runtime scene. Uh, and then we just swapped our physics engine. So all these pieces together, we'll kind of let them start walking around. So it's coming very, very shortly. But yeah, so if you, if you um, we only have one customer actually doing this right now in production, but if you wanted to like, make, put your own character in there and use, use our SDK or something like that, you could add your own animations. You could actually add your own animations to our rig if you um, were into that kind of stuff too. So you could add walking right now. It's just not something that we provide uh, out of the box. So actually, it turned out the other, um, so there's a bug in Amplify, which uh, loads the poly SDK twice, which is why the host is not loading on that first demo. So I'm trying to fix it in React, but um, my React on the fly skills are not super awesome. <laughs> yeah, you had another question? Yeah, essentially. And again, the reason why I made that mistake is because I didn't add the speech. And so it actually couldn't, it, it didn't have the component attached to the box to actually spit something out and to utter something back. I mean. Um, because Lex actually can provide both uh, text and audio, or yeah, audio and text. Um, and you just have to define which you want it to display or hear. Any other questions? Yes. Can you also do, say, text at the bottom for um, ABA visions? Yes. Can you show you? Yes, you can. I have not done it, um, the, the response spitting out uh, text. Um, I've only, I've only tried doing it, the input being text. Yeah, so again, there's, we have a tutorial out and we can show, I think we have a slide that will show you that if you just look for documentation of tutorials for Amazon, um, it's one of the, the Lex tutorial has both, it really just walks through this state machine, but also shows you how to do a text version of that too. Um, but I have yet, that's probably something we need to create a tutorial for is like, how do you do text output? Work combined, yeah. Yes. All right. I think Kyle's ready. Good question. Uh, actually, 
You can just try it. I mean, it's a small amount of people. So do we want to see the video? or you, Actually, I'll show you the video, and then we'll switch. Um, unless you have the video up there. I don't know. Uh, I brought a bunch of cards, so you guys can all grab one of these and take them with you. So. Um, I'm going to probably have the same audio issue, though. Let me see it. Oh, actually, um, oh, the video should play in mine because it's. Just make sure your audio is. So you see he's tracking to that surface. You can see the, the light and the shadows are holding there too. So if you notice, he fell in from a portal that's outside of you from the floor. So you can see the surface tracking goes all the way in and out of you there. Yeah, so this is live now. Um, this kind of it goes on for maybe another 30, 40 seconds, just about kind of the build experience. But I can kind of skip that if you guys want. Um, yeah, the main part is um, we're using basically. Uh, there's a partner called Eighth Wall that has a JavaScript surface tracking SDK. So they imported that into the Sumerian scene, which is actually a really interesting pattern. So anything that's accessible through JavaScript, you can pull into your scene. So you know we already have demos with like uh, machine learning models running simulations, um, you know ARJS for marker tracking, you know, eighth wall obviously with the surface tracking. So there's a bunch of, if you have stuff that's like already being used, it's outside of um, a scene, you can just reference it and use it right there, so. Uh, yeah, we test on, uh, there's a whole grid that we publish on for supported platforms, um, like, uh, you know, Oculus 5, um, the Lenovo, uh, Daydream, I don't know, there's a whole bunch of them iPad, uh, Android, obviously, too, because we do. We also ship um, open source versions of ARKit and ARCore um, containers. So you can change one line of like um, Swift code, reference your URL for the Sumerian scene, and then you can build a native iOS app and anchor that to you know Surface or face tracking or something there too. Yeah, so you just need to figure out the offset from the cam. We have a, an article about this. Um, there's a full tutorial. But basically, you look at the offset of the camera to the TV, and then you put a little fake object in your scene that's out of view. Uh, and then you put the host, you tell the host to pay attention to that, that object that, that the user can't see. And then you move that with the eye tracking. So, so yeah, you'd want to use, like, you'd want to send one frame to recognition every maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds to get, make sure you're talking to the same person. Whenever you lose, uh, visual, somebody exits the screen and enters, then you want to do, you know, kind of rerun that, that loop again. And then you, you track locally, like OpenCV or one of the JavaScript libraries, so. Cool. We'll stick around outside for a little bit. Um, we're, we're a little over. Yeah, sorry about all the demo trouble. I mean, that's kind of, I think, how it goes when you do live demos. So thanks for coming at 532. Appreciate it. Here we have cards. We'll bring up here.